When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in to Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, hour number two, Tuesday edition. Encourage all of you, go subscribe to the podcast. Appreciate wherever you are listening all over this country. Nearly 500 affiliate stations, tens of millions of podcast downloads, one of the biggest audio networks anywhere in the world, and we are happy to be with you guys here today discussing so many different stories. Right off the top, the Nashville Police Department has got a press conference scheduled about nine minutes from now uh, that may, and I stress may, go into discussing the manifesto and the particular motivations behind this deranged trans killer who entered into a religious elementary school, killed three kids, nine years old, and three adults as well. Uh, All of that we will continue to follow. That may be what they are going to discuss in this press conference that starts about nine minutes. We'll be rolling on it. We'll be paying attention. Uh, But as we have continued to talk, about the bravery of the Nashville Police Department. And I'd encourage all of you again, as we said in the first hour, to make sure you go watch these videos that have been released by the Nashville Police Department of the individual police body cameras. Six-minute clip to me in particular just takes you into the worldview, literally, of these police officers as they are responding to an active school shooter situation all the way up through to be fair, the violent ending where they take down this shooter. Encourage all of you to go watch that. I, I think it is incredibly important for uh, for great police w- work to be shared as widely as police uh, 
poor work, as as potentially criminal work or as the cowardice that we saw in Uvalde. Um, I think it's important to share this clinical uh, takedown of this killer. Now, I mentioned that this is a trans killer. This is a biological woman, 28 years old, who was identifying as a man. And Buck, there are a couple of messages that I screenshotted that I wanted to read to you. Uh, This is uh, a message that has now been written about one of the final messages shared by this killer. And I try, and I know you do too, Buck, to avoid using the names of mass killers because the data reflects that the more you make these people famous and share their names and their images widely, the more likely they are to engage in these heinous behaviors going all the way back to Columbine when it started. So this is a message from this killer. uh, And the post reads as follows. So basically that post I made on here about you, that was basically a suicide note. I'm planning to die today. This is not a joke. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life signed uh, with the female name and the male name underneath in a parenthetical. Uh, And the person responds, uh, you have so much more life to live. I pray God keeps and covers you. And the response is, I know, but I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I This is chilling. I just need to die. I wanted to tell you first because you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen and known all my life. My family doesn't know what I'm about to do. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind, but something bad is about to happen. Uh, Buck, this is incredibly chilling. And again, we may get official news of what this person has left behind, this manifesto. I don't think it was a coincidence that a religious elementary school was targeted by this trans person. Uh, And I do believe who committed this crime is significant and a huge part of this story. Because as you said, Buck, this is a domestic terror incident. And and on CNN last night, we had mentioned this clip uh, before. Um, th- there was immediately this effort to focus on certain things and create a narrative of this event that would be less ideologically uh, troublesome for a lot of the Democrat viewers in the CNN audience. Um, because, as we know, when there's an incident that can be in any way attributed to the right, and this is a very... Uh, it's a very important phenomenon to understand, especially with regard to the media, but it has enormous implications for politics. When someone does something that can be attributed to the right, the media not only amplify, they focus on it, they amplify it, and they attach. Meaning, it's all about that thing that happened. Usually it's, you know, MAGA, this like, it's a white guy who's somehow affiliated with Trump, and that person and even if it's very vaguely, right? I mean, the guy, they, they think he's right wing or he has traditionalist views, whatever it may be. Um, they'll then focus on it. They will then go beyond just that focus to amplification, saying that this is indicative of a much bigger trend than it is. And then they'll attach other people to it. So your rhetoric is responsible for this as well. This is the media playbook. Whenever there is 
an incident that they can create that narrative with, right? So we all understand how that goes. The opposite effect happens when there is a an incident, a mass casualty incident, a domestic terror attack like this, where the perpetrator and the ideology of the person and also the specific mental health reality of the shooter is something that the Democrat base and the left just doesn't want to hear, doesn't want to understand, explore, or know about in any way. It does not fit their preconceived narrative about who we have to be cautious about and, and what the realities of America are. And so this is CNN's national security uh, analyst, um, whom I know from my time at CNN, and she's uh, just a political hack masquerading as a like national security expert. Here she is saying that pronouns you know what? I'll just let her say it. Play three. I sort of think now, like, we don't own guns in this country. Guns own us at this stage. And this is where we have to now focus on an important part of, of an agenda, which includes mental health, protecting our kids, fortifying schools, but also the connectivity, which is a certain kind of gun. I, You know, look, pronouns do not kill children. Right? People with guns kill children. And it's going to be a distraction in our coverage and keep us from what we now know, which is each of these cases has a similarity of more than any difference okay it's a distraction that's really the that's really the key word here a distraction according to cnn's probably most cited or most you know most uh booked national security analyst to talk about the fact that this was a transgender individual just no no one's saying pronouns kill anybody that that's a that's a total that is a distraction that's a total um you know, red herring has nothing to do with anything. But the ideology of this person, it's interesting that this comes at a time when, you know, Tucker Carlson just did last week. Remember this on his show? There were there's a, a trans or LGBTQ plus and trans specific group that is taking up arms. And he did this whole segment on his show because they're so scared about what people are, are you know, targeting them. OK, well, is there a narrative that is being pushed by Democrats? That makes people who are trans think that they should be more fearful than reality actually, you know, indicates. Are are there parts of a discussion here nationally that should be looked at for why is it that this happened in Colorado Springs? There are a number of other shootings as well involving trans individuals who are a tiny percentage of the population. So when you start to link a few of these mass shootings together, you say, what's going what's going on here? And when you look at the rhetoric that the Democrats use, Clay, about how. There is a, quote, genocide. That is a word that has been used by prominent Democrats or a systematic erasure. Another term they use of trans people. Well, how do they think that individuals are going to respond to that? I also would point out and I would would venture that this doesn't exist at all. Has this same CNN commentator said that it's a distraction to focus on whether a shooter is a Trump supporter? I bet there is not audio of anybody who's ever gone on CNN saying, look, really, the story is not who the shooter is. It's what exactly is going on with guns, right? If this school shooter was a locked and loaded Donald Trump supporting January 6th protesting right wing zealot, it would be the number one story in America. And I'm not kidding. I think that Merrick Garland would already be on the ground in Nashville. Buck, I'll just point this out. 
Remember a couple of years ago when I went and spoke out against kids having to wear masks in school, in particular my own kids at the local school board? Joe Biden's Department of Justice opened an investigation into parents going to school boards and arguing against their kids being forced to be masked because they said that we were potential domestic terrorists. Do all of you remember that? I bet there's a lot of you out there who also went and spoke out at your school boards, as I did, not as the host of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show alongside of you, Buck, but as just a dad who didn't want his own kids to have to wear a mask in school because it was worthless. The Biden administration, Merrick Garland, opened an investigation into the speakers of that uh, at those school board meetings. Did they open any investigations at all into this mass killer? Have they done any sort of investigation into, as you mentioned out, uh, mentioned this idea of a transgender act of violence to try to protect themselves? I think all of that is part and parcel of the narrative overwhelming the facts because I hope Joe Biden comes to Nashville and tries to provide some condolences to the lost uh, people who lost loved ones, assuming those people would prefer that he be here. Maybe they don't. But certainly, if this was a Buffalo black majority supermarket shooting, they can't get there fast enough. They can't blame the shooter fast enough for his domestic terrorism. They're running from now there being any causation link at all to this person's background. Also, we talk about um, when, we, when we try to have discussions, there are the bad faith, entirely bad faith gun grabbers out there, which is most Democrats, most Democrat politicians. But occasionally they'll want to have a, a somewhat more serious conversation about stopping violent crime that involves uh, that involves a firearm. Right. Occasionally that will happen. And you'll even have some Republicans that will say, well, let's talk about you know, red flag laws, or let's talk about things. And some Republicans will go along with that. And there are a lot of people that get very angry, but at least that's an, that's an attempt, I think, to try to look at, um, realistic pro. For example, we prohibit felons from having firearms. That's not a, oh, what about the second amendment? It's, well, if you're a convicted felon, by the way, I think it should be fair to say you should be a violent convicted felon, but if you're a convicted felon, um, you know, there, there's not, no one's pushing for, okay, if somebody's out on, you know, out of prison after serving a 10 year sentence for armed robbery, they should be able to go out and buy a pistol, right? There's some understanding right. we have. There's some agreement that we have. There are a lot of gun laws already in place, which always gets left out of the discussion. Tons of too many of them. I mean, I mean, here in Florida, I have to give a five day waiting period. What, what, what does that do for anybody? But anyway, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, rules out there about all of this. If we're looking at mental health, though, and we're looking at mental health as it pertains to firearms, you know, the, this is where people want to start to look at, Okay, if somebody, it used to be that if somebody came, if somebody approached, um, you know, transgenderism, it was considered to be something that there should be mental health uh, resources devoted to helping somebody with, right? There seems to be no discussion whatsoever right now of any kind about what we could actually do that would be useful in this circumstance with regard to, they'll talk about mental health, but what does that mean? Like, how? You know, well, they won't even really talk about mental health as it pertains to transgender people, Buck, because it's considered to be transphobic to suggest that anybody who is transgender might have mental health issues when the reality is a huge, monstrous percentage of people who decide to cut off their genitals and or totally change their gender have major mental health issues. 
That's not that's not crazy. That's not crazy. Most people don't make that choice. And we can talk more about this because I think there's a fear to even raise the question. Was this shooter on medication that made her more violent? As we said, most women don't go in and try to commit mass murder. Was this person loaded down with all sorts of testosterone mixed with other sorts of drugs because they might have mental health? I think that's a real conversation that an intelligent country would have surrounding this. Look, in my home state of Tennessee, there's a company called uh, Legacy Box that has helped nearly a million and a half families digitally transfer their old videotapes, film reels, cassettes, and photo albums onto digital files. They've been doing this long enough. They've thought of everything when it comes to making it easy for you. You send tapes, films, photo, whatever else you've stored away. They send you back digital copies that can be easily enjoyed, shared, and organized. It's like magic. Now the really good part. Right now, they have a $9 per videotape sale, 65% off their regular prices. Spring's here. Great time to clean out the closet, the attic, or wherever all those memories are stored. Get them preserved forever with Legacy Box. It's simple to do and affordable. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Clay to shop their $9 tape sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay to unlock this offer. And if you grew up in the 80s or 90s, how about if you made some mixtapes back in the day? Super fun to digitize those. Share them with your kids as well. Music memories can really bring you back, and Legacy Box makes all of that popular. Again, LegacyBox.com slash Clay to learn more. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. 
Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back. Right now, breaking news. Nashville Police Chief John Drake speaking about the mass shooting yesterday. The latest, here he is. Yeah, actual target. Uh, I can't confirm that at this time. Chief, can we talk about your body cam footage? Do you feel like your officers did everything right? I'm sorry. Chief, why was CNN just about the six victims who were killed? Uh, where exactly were they? Um, you know, were they walking through the hallways when this happened? And I also um, heard peripherally that uh, perhaps the, the head of the school may have ran towards the um, the gun. Uh, the shooter? It's very possible the head of the school could have done that. I can't confirm that one way or the other. I do know she was in the hallway by herself. Uh, there was a confrontation, I'm sure. Uh, you can tell the way she was laying in the hallway. Uh, there was the custodian, the African-American, as she shot through uh, the door to enter. Uh, she sprayed rounds through the glass, uh, striking him. You could see uh, where, where he came to rest. As far as the others, they will just spread out in different locations. I, I can't say it was a confrontation, but they were met. She met the head person in the hallway. This man right here. Yeah. Thank you. Chief, you mentioned the guns, the multiple guns, and that the shooter was under the care of a doctor. Is there any law in this state that would have allowed police to take those guns away from this person had it been reported? If it had been reported, there's not a law for that. But had it been reported that she was suicidal, or that she was going to kill someone and had been made known to us, then we would have tried to uh, to get those weapons. But as it stands, we had absolutely uh, no idea uh, actually who this person was, if she even existed. So. Chief, can you talk parents, a little bit about the time? What else did the parents say? Did they expect anything like this to happen? So we know uh, yesterday the uh, uh, Miss Hill was leaving out of the uh, residence. Uh, she had a red bag. Uh, they asked her uh, what was in the red bag, and I think she just dismissed it because it was a, a motherly thing and uh, didn't look in the bag because at the time she didn't know that uh, her daughter had any weapons and didn't think any uh, differently. Um, again, they lost a child, uh, so it was very uh, traumatic uh, for them. So. Chief, watching the body cam. I think you were first. Yeah. So. Uh, could you talk about the police All right, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to monitor this and bring you the latest on this press conference. The manifesto has not been released yet, and they have not um, ascribed motive yet. We'll come back to this. 
from our sponsor here. MyPillow has some news for anybody who loves to make sure they're sleeping and comfortable all the time. They're holding a massive closeout sale on their all-season slippers. It's not unusual for the MySlipper to be the number one selling MyPillow product. This week, it's a sure thing with this deal. They're usually $149 a pair, but right now, they're priced at, just wait for it, $25 a pair. There's a limit to how many you can buy at one time, 10 pairs, but that's a lot of happy feet. You'll want to use our promo code, our name's Clay and Buck, to get the all-season slippers for $25 a pair. That's over $120 in savings. These My Slippers have that exclusive four-layer design you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. That spells relief for your feet every time you wear these. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, grab a season, uh, grab a pair of these all-season slippers for $25. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code Clay and Buck. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. The Metro Nashville Police Department currently having a press conference to discuss more of the details surrounding this shooting. This is Chief Drake uh, discussing some aspects of this shooting right off the top of his statement. Just happened moments ago. Listen. We've interviewed the parents of uh, Audrey Hale, and we've determined uh, that Audrey bought seven firearms uh, from five different uh, local gun stores here legally. Uh, they were legally purchased. Uh, three of those weapons were used yesterday uh, during this horrific tragedy uh, that happened. We know uh, that uh, they felt that she had one weapon uh, and that she sold it. She was under care, doctor's care, for an emotional disorder. Law enforcement knew nothing about the treatment she was receiving, but her parents felt that she uh, should not own weapons. They were under the impression that when she sold the one weapon that she did not own anymore. As it turned out, she had been hiding uh, several weapons uh, within the house. We also don't have a motive uh, at this time. Uh, We feel that uh, these students that were targeted were randomly targeted. There was not any particular uh, student uh, that they were uh, that she was looking for at the time of the incident. Okay, Buck. So there's a lot there. This is again the Nashville Police Department. Seven firearms, and she was under emotional care. This comes back to a question that I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. If you have a child that is not psychologically well. I don't understand how you could hide seven firearms in the house she lived in with her parents, Buck. Like, the parents knew she had one gun, and she told them she sold it, and somehow she managed to go buy seven more? Where does she get the money? What was her job? And again, I, I, I'm i saying this as a parent of three kids, okay? I understand that kids can try to hide things from you, but if you knew you had an emotionally unwell child and you did not want them to have weapons, how in the world are there seven guns hidden in your own home that you don't know about? I mean, again, I'm speaking to this as a parent. I find it inconceivable that any of my kids could hide seven weapons to say nothing of where they would get the money to buy seven weapons without me being aware of it. And if your child has got psychological issues, The police didn't know, according to this, she wouldn't have been able to get guns. 
Why would you not notify the police if you knew that your child had one gun, was suicidal, shouldn't have it? Again, this seems like a failure of parenting. Am I cra- You don't have kids yet, Buck, but when I, when I hear these things, it makes me furious as a parent because there are now three kids that are dead and there are three um, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas out there that are not going to be going home. Because these parents didn't weren't aware well, their kid had seven guns. This, this is this is also where I, I would want to know. And I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I'm not a, a practitioner at a at a clinic dealing with mental health issues. But we have, and it's just in the last, really the last five years, but particularly the last, you know, you could expand it the last ten years. Uh, decided that uh, transgenderism is not a mental health issue that needs attention and, and assistance, but is actually something to be celebrated. Yes. And, and that this is the new civil rights struggle. That is what we are told. That is the yes. absolute mandate of, of the Democrat Party, of the left, of the media in this country, and of the commies, very broadly. They demand this of you, that you call somebody who's a man a woman, somebody who's a woman a man, depending on their emotional state, and you're not supposed to think there's something wrong here. You're, you're not allowed to, that, that has changed. The American Psychiatric Association, you look at the different, you know, the, the DSM and the different manuals out there. They have changed this very rapidly and very recently. And so when you're talking about things like a red flag law, when you're talking about mental health issues as it pertains to who can get a firearm, does, uh, does somebody who, uh, is transgender, that is no that is no longer to be considered a part of a mental health issue. That is not treated as a mental. She was seeing somebody because she chose to, I assume, and she wanted to talk about different mental health, I don't know, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be. But the severity of the mental illness, I think, can be harder for people to really understand or, or for people even around it to really gauge because the transgender issue is not to be taken as a sign of instability, of emotional instability. It is treated as the affirmation of the self and the affirmation of gender. Well, what does that really mean? Like, how, how, how can we, you know, if, if that's, if you're a practitioner, if you're a psychiatrist, you sit down with somebody and they're saying, you know, I was born a woman, I've been a woman for 20 years or whatever it is in this person's case, but now I think that I'm a man. Oh, and by the way, I'm having, you know, Thoughts of violence. And oh, by the way, I'm having, you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, I I totally I totally get it because we're told. And this is the question that I'm asking, Buck. I mean, we don't even know how these different drugs might interplay to make whatever psychosis she might have had worse. Right. In theory, if you're suddenly pumping somebody full of testosterone, if she was. And simultaneously, you're also giving them antidepressants or right. all sorts of other mental health drugs. Does that lead to it, more of a psychotic breakdown? I think that's a legitimate question if, that we should be asking. If somebody wanted to see a psychiatrist and they said that they have they're, they're severely bipolar, they have severe bipolar disorder, let's say, or uh, a severe personality disorder of, of any kind. And then they also added some, I'm having some thoughts about either self-harm or harming others or whatever. There would be this sense of the totality of the psychiatric damage and and risk. And look, those people need help. People should go see people. And But for, you know, they were saying this was never relayed to law enforcement. Nobody. Well, 
were they able to see the issue clearly because one part of the psychological duress that this person was under was not to be treated as instability and a sign that this person may be troubled. It's to be treated as a celebration of identity that is the new civil rights struggle. And, sure. and so how can a practitioner, in all honesty, be asked to make a real because as any, if you see any psychiatrist, they will tell you this. And they look, they make people. I don't know what they do on the military side. You come back from the CIA, you come back from overseas. You're going to sit down with somebody and say, you know, you saw some stuff. Are you OK? So, you know, mental health treatment is physical health treatment. People should view it as as two sides of the same coin. But if you're asking people to be able to make threat assessments like a psychiatrist at this point, I mean, you're talking about the parents, right? The parents, obviously, you know, uh, I mean, there's you know, a lot of challenges here for them. And, and you know, it looks like they I missed get it, this. Buck, and- but this is where I can't get past as a parent. And I would say this to anybody out there. If you believe your kid has serious psychological issues and you are concerned about them doing harm to themselves or someone else and you are not checking regularly what they are spending money on, whether they have weapons. I mean, we're not talking about her having one gun, Buck. She bought seven guns. Seven guns are not cheap from five different firearms dealers. And she hid them in the house, yeah. and the parents had no idea? So, right, there's the, there's the parent component of it, and, and I think you've you've spoken to that that well. I just think also you know, the, the police specifically mentioned, well, if we had been told she was under psychiatric care, can a psychiatrist... Here's one one aspect. Yeah, can I'm a psychiatrist even? It, it, yeah, be honest about what we're dealing with here and what the yeah. reality of the mental health risks are of this person. Bottom line, people died here. What happened? We have to be able to be honest about this. If you're a psychiatrist though, and you get on the wrong side of this, you're a transphobe. Your license is gone. You're a bigot. You're not to be talked to. You're a horrible human being. Oh, historically. Okay. You're so right, Buck, because I bet historically one of the top signs of mental instability was the idea that you're in the wrong body, right? In 1994, if you went to a psychiatrist and you said, well, I'm a guy, but I actually feel like a girl, that would not be a sign of you being incredibly brave and proactive and courageous. It would be a sign that your biochemistry may well be off. If Clay, if, if I walked into a psychiatrist's office and I said, hi, um, I, I speak to people who are not there. I speak to people in the room who are not actually present in the room. That is an objectively false reality that I am projecting. And then if I said on top of that, I also want to seek out, I, I'm going to go buy some firearms for, for whatever reason. Yeah. That psychiatrist would be highly concerned and may inform law enforcement. If I walk in and say, I'm actually a woman. And by the way, I'm, I'm going to go buy some firearms for whatever. We don't know. We haven't seen the manifesto, but I'm going to go buy some firearms. I, I don't know how the psychiatrist feels about that necessarily because, well, I need to affirm your gender. Buck, what if you just came in and said, hey, I don't like my right arm. I want to chop it off. And which is also, a real psychiatric condition for anybody yes. who's wondering. And also, yeah. I am deeply disturbed and I have seven guns. I'd be like, I don't know that I want this person to have weapons. I believe it's called body body identity integrity disorder. And these are real questions. I mean, probably the only place you're going to hear almost in all of America a conversation like this is here. Because the idea that you would ever question anything about a transgender person is considered to be so transphobic that it's unacceptable to do. Well, there's six people dead. 
And this person was clearly mentally disturbed. I think figuring out how this happened so we can hopefully not ever have it happen again is a big part of figuring out how to respond to this in general. Look, it's a challenge right now. Everybody out there, you probably have car insurance, probably have home insurance, health insurance, all sorts of things. Take care of your family in case something bad happens in that respect. Do you have food insurance? Would you have ever believed you're going to go out to the grocery store and not be able to find baby formula, not be able to find toilet paper, not be able to find your chosen products to be able to buy on the grocery shelves? Most of you would have found that staggering to ever happen in America. Well, it happened. And with all the different issues that are going on these days, wouldn't you like to have food insurance just for a little while? I've got it. Three-month emergency food for my house. Got three boys, wife. All five of us are taken care of thanks to MyPatriotSupply.com. Right now, you can save $200 per kit. Each kit will give you a wide variety, delicious breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks, providing over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll enjoy free shipping too. Breathe a little easier knowing you have a backup plan if things go south. MyPatriotSupply.com. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guides on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. 
Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Uh, lines are open 282-2882. Um, we've been going through the uh, the possible motives here, not yet confirmed by law enforcement. But also remember, motive is always something that is uh, open to analysis, at least generally speaking, open to some degree of analysis. Uh, when there's a manifesto, it tends to make it pretty clear. But even in those cases, you've had individuals that on the outside analyzing will try to push one or another version of why something happened. You know, society pushed a person to do it or there was bad rhetoric from the other political side or whatever it may be. So we wanted to give you our assessment of what we've seen so far. Um, we also, by the way, have our friend Tudor Dixon, who is now on the Clan Buck Podcast Network. Uh, she'll be joining us here in the next hour. We'll ask her um, about this and, and also we'll, we'll talk some some politics. Uh, I want to take this call. It's Catherine in California, works in the uh, healthcare industry, has some thoughts on psychiatric care to share, given our conversation a few minutes ago. Thanks for calling in, Catherine. Hello, Mega Dittos. I'm old school rush and listening. Mega Dittos, yes, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so I call on psychiatrists, and one of the things I've noticed, um, they did a very good job prior to COVID of threading like the virtual remote helping patients and facilities and things. But two things, first of all, there's no places for some of these people to go anymore. Unfortunately, Ronald Reagan kind of spearheaded, and I was a big fan, closing some of the mental institutions, but the virtual aspect of this has become a huge component. And these people are not being seen in the office. They are being seen over videos, on phone calls, and I think that there are very few practitioners. I know several of them that do a very good job of still treating their patients. But I think that half of the, most of these people are not even being seen anymore. And the psychiatric side is, it's extremely Well, well I, I do know from just from New York City and, you know, the NYPD, they would talk about the, the acronym was EDP, Emotionally Disturbed Person, which are when you get right. calls that, you know, someone is being crazy out in the streets, you know, running around naked with a, you know, with a, a butcher knife or something, um, they call it an EDP. And I just remember from talking to some of the longtime officers, the health resources, the mental health resources uh, in, in large communities all across the country are 
really insufficient. Um, yeah. Really not what they should be. And, and I want to be very clear, you know, I, I think people getting mental health treatment is every bit as important and valid as getting treatment for a broken leg. And I've, I've felt that way, you know, my entire adult life, knowing what I know. I mean, anybody who has spent time around, for example, and this usually puts it into context for people, Clay, um, veterans with PTSD, do they deserve the ab- absolute support, uh, you know, support, treatment, assistance, and respect through all of that? Of course they do, right? Because they served our country, and many of them have, have brought back psychic wounds that need to be healed, and it's incumbent upon us to help them. Mental health treatment is critical for individuals. It's not something, it's not a, you know, it's not just for people that feel like, oh, you know, why aren't I more successful? And they pay some guy $400 an hour or whatever to sit there while they're lying on a couch. Um, and we don't have the resources we need in a lot of these communities. I'd like to hear from other parents because, Bucket, I remember the Buffalo shooting, I believe it was, certainly back in the day at Sandy Hook, uh, the Uvalde shooting. All of these people were crazy, right? Let's be honest. They were crazy. How in the world are parents, relatives, allowing these people to get access to You have to a caller weapons? in Wisconsin who wants to address that right now. Rachel in Wisconsin, you, uh, you have some thoughts on the parents involved here. Go for it. Well, the parents um, are kind of in the dark because of the laws that are in some states. The law in Wisconsin states a 14-year-old child can determine their medical decisions. So when I had a daughter spiraling out of control, um, I couldn't get medical treatment because they put it into her hands. I actually had a kidnap my child out of the state and move them to another state to get medical treatment. So for for a parent, it's very hard sometimes. Thank you. Thank you for the call. And certainly that's an awful situation. Um, seven guns. How in the world could your kid... Who was getting mental health treatment? Well, the, the individual's 28. I think they lived in the house with the parents, though. That's what I'm saying. Seven guns that you're hiding inside of your, your, the parents, inside of your own home? I mean, this is just, it's very strange. We need to have this manifesto released. Nashville police have done a fantastic job so far. Tudor Dixon next. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.